Good morning and welcome to chapel. We're going to start off with some singing, so please take the green Sing the Journey book and turn to number five. And stand, please.
Chapter 19. Entering Jericho, Jesus passed through the city. There was a wealthy person there named Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was, but he couldn't do so because of the crowd, since he was short. In order to see Jesus, Zacchaeus ran on ahead, then climbed up a sycamore tree that was along the route. When Jesus came to the spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry up, come down. I'm going to stay at your house today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and welcomed Jesus with delight. When everyone saw this, they began to grumble. Jesus has gone to a sinner's house as a guest. Zacchaeus stood his ground and said to Jesus, here and now, I give half my belongings to the poor. If I've defrauded anyone in the least, I will pay them back fourfold. Jesus said to the tax collector, today salvation has come to this house. For this is what it means to be a descendant of Sarah and Abraham. The promised one has come to search out and to seek that what was lost. This morning, we gather here together in chapel to worship to praise our Savior, the Promised One, the one who has indeed come to seek out that which was lost and now has been found. Whether you have grown up in the Christian tradition, are new to Christianity, or maybe claim no connection to Jesus at all, I imagine that we'd all be something like Zacchaeus if we heard that Jesus was coming through town. I imagine that we would all be straining to catch a glimpse to see what, hoping to see, what Jesus is really like. Like Zacchaeus, many of us gathered here today are considered wealthy. Like Zacchaeus, some of us are short. But most importantly, like Zacchaeus, Jesus calls out to every one of us. Hurry up, come on over here. I'm coming to your house today. In chapel today, Kristen Sleesman is going to be reflecting on her own faith journey and the ways in which Jesus has called out to her and called to her in her life, especially over the last year or so. Kristen, we're looking forward to your reflections. 
As we continue in worship this morning, I invite you to join me in opening prayer. Let's pray. Gracious God, promised one, we give you thanks for this day and for this place. And we confess this morning, O God, that like Zacchaeus, we also are sinners. Too often we make choices that are not what you would desire for us, that are contrary to your call on our lives. We seek your mercy, we seek your forgiveness where we fail. And we seek your love and we seek your strength so that we may respond to your call. I pray this morning that you might open our ears and open our hearts to what Kristen has to share with us this morning. Speak to us through her words. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We are going to sing together again, um, number 39 in the purple book, Sing the Story, Will You Come and Follow Me? Number 39, and I think we'll invite you to stand again to sing. from Luke 7, verses 36 to 46. One of the Pharisees invited Jesus to dinner. Jesus went to his house and reclined at the table. A woman who had a low reputation in that town came to the house. She had learned that Jesus was dining with the Pharisee, so she brought with her an alabaster jar of perfumed oil. She stood behind Jesus. 
crying, and her tears fell on his feet. Then she dried his feet with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with the oil. When the Pharisee saw this, he said to himself, if this fellow were the prophet, he known who this woman is that is touching him and what a low reputation she has. In answer to the Pharisee's thoughts, Jesus said, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a creditor. One owed the creditor the equivalent of two years wages, the other two months wages. Both were unable to pay, so the creditor wrote off both debts. Which of them was more grateful to the moneylender? Simon answered, I suppose the one who owed more. Jesus said, you are right. Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, see this woman, I came into your house and you gave me no water to wash my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss of greeting, but she has covered my feet with kisses. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with oil. morning. I just want to warn you that there's a couple things I'm going to just put right out there. Number one, I'm really emotional. If you know me at all, I'm either very, I'm not really manic. I've never been diagnosed, but maybe. Um, <laughs> if anyone has a, a pill, you could bring one up. But I, I feel very emotional this morning because this is something that um, I feel is an honor to come before you and share my story of what Christ has done in my life with you. Many of you are very, very special to me, and a lot of you I don't know. So hopefully after this time, and I also want to remind you that I have a bad memory, so if I see you and I don't know your name, just tell me, and I'll tell you mine, and, uh, and then we'll go from there, and hopefully we'll be able to remember each other after that. Um, the other thing I want to tell you is this morning I'm going to invite you so if you choose to doze off for a little bit at the end, I'm going to invite two of my friends to play a song. And, and during that time, we're going to do something together. So anticipate doing a little activity, all right? I don't want to surprise you at the end with an invitation, okay? Um, the road of rejection is transformed into a journey of exception. That's my story. I was driving to the airport in the 15-passenger bus. Have you driven in that or ridden in that? I don't have a lot of luck with it. Anyways, I was going to the airport. I was picking up several students in September of 2009 for a fly trip. I would have to pick up some from O'Hare and drive, you know, very quickly to Midway. <laughs> right. So I decided I would make it a party. If you know me, I like parties. So I bought lots of food because if you know me, I like to eat. So and drink, but we only had water. So I bought water at Meyer before I left town, and I bought a lot of grapes. And I'm one of those people that likes to try the grapes before, so don't tell. I think that's stealing. So I, but I'm forgiven. So I <laughs> took the grapes, and I, I, I only took them out of one bag. And, and then out of the other, I thought, you know, if this bag is good, then of course the other bag has to be delicious as well. So I got two very large bags of grapes. I got granola bars and other things, and I put them in the bags, and I went out to the minibus, and I took my trip to Chicago. I arrived at O'Hare about 7 o'clock, took a couple students out for a cup of coffee. We got back in the bus, and we made our trek to Midway. As I was getting off the exit, 
I noticed there were two women. One woman had a sign that read, I'm homeless. I have no money. I lost my job. I have small children, and I need food. And I saw another lady right next to her with food and water, but she was selling them. So it didn't really work out for the woman that had the sign with some stuff so close. And all of a sudden I thought, no, 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 no. I, I can't stop. I have kids in the back. What are they going to think? Or students, rather. So I, 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 I thought, you know what? This is too crowded. It's not going to work out. And pretty soon the woman with the sign caught my eye, and my eye caught her. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Kristen, I don't really ever hear, I've never heard God's audible voice, but in my spirit, I, I heard him say to me, give her the grapes. And I said, okay. So I reached down and I grabbed the grapes and on the way in, I had been a little hungry, so I had tested the grapes again. And in the bad bag that I didn't know existed were the bad grapes. And I, and I thought, well, do I give her the good grapes or do I give her the bad grapes? <laughs> And my mom's voice came into my head and said, give her the good grapes, stupid. <laughs> so I reached down into the good grape bag and I grabbed all of the grapes and I passed them out to the woman. She was grateful, I think. So and then I thought, I need to give her water to wash down the grapes and maybe some granola. So I, I grabbed some other things and I put them in her hand and she looked very overwhelmed. She said, thank you. And I said, God bless you. And I left. Every day she stands there holding her sign in the rain, in the snow, in the hail, in the sun. People drive by her every day. They see her the first time and maybe they felt like me. Oh, please don't look. Oh, please don't look. Oh, please, you looked. I must do something. And maybe it doesn't happen. They just drive by because they didn't buy grapes on the way to work. And they didn't buy water or granola. They have nothing except that $20 bill. And yeah, I need that for lunch. So they keep driving day after day after day. Pretty soon, what happens? They don't see her anymore. The music's up too loud. Talking on the cell phone. She becomes a fixture. And you pass by, and you pass by, and you pass by, and there she is. The man who stands coughing at the intersection is 39 degrees. He says very loudly over and over again, I need a cup of coffee. <coughs> I'm going to die. My lungs, I need an inhaler. Trish and I look. It's pretty cold. We're there for the day. We just had a good lunch. I just want a cup of coffee or a, or a meal. That's all I want. And again, his eyes caught my eyes. Shoot. So Trish looks at me. I look at her. Okay. So we look around. We don't say anything, which is unlikely for me. We look around, but not for Trish. So we look at each other. We grab Jeanette, who is with us, who has no idea what we're doing. And we go to the coffee shop where we buy him a scone, which is appropriate, right? And a cup of hot cocoa with whipped cream. And we go back and we offer it to the man, but he really only wanted medicine. So I told him, you know what? I'm sorry, I don't have any, but I hope someone else can help you. 
So many people, they walk by, their headphones in, their cell phones on. They never make contact. Rejected, rejected, rejected. Zacchaeus and the sinful woman, she didn't have a name. I think names are so important. But she doesn't have a name. But her story was recorded in the Bible under the sinful woman. Of what? Of unruly character. What do you think their sign would read? For Zacchaeus, I think it would have said greedy. Short man's complex. I don't really like myself. I'm looking for this person they call the Messiah. I'm a cheater. And I really don't like you. The sinful woman, I I would say her sign would read, maybe whore, sinner, afraid, rejected, impoverished, rejected. You see, for me, for years, I forgot to also tell you that I'm very honest, so be prepared. You see, for years I have been plagued with rejection, not measuring up, not being good enough, trying hard to please people so they like me, but be very careful not to get too close so you won't reject me. It's an art. I worked very, very careful at it. You see, my sign would say I'm critical of others and myself. I'm rejected, I'm friendless, I'm angry, and I'm unloved. And if I carried this around with me, how would you respond? Probably just like me. Get rid of the sign, lady. You know what? We all feel that way. We all have bad days. What's wrong with you? But my sign is right here. And for years, I've held my sign. I've held it down. I've held it up. I've held it out. I've held it around. But afraid. Afraid to tell you who I really am. But what what does Jesus say to Zacchaeus and the the sinful woman? Jesus is my hero because you know what? He does the things that I so often would love to do, but I don't have the guts. He goes to the short man in the tree and says, hey, weirdo, what are you doing? I'm right here. Get down. Because I can't have tea with you up in that tree. Come on. Get down. You're cool with me. I know what you've done. You're a cheater. I also love Jesus because he's honest. And he says it like it is. And his sign for for Zacchaeus would be what? A friend. You're going to be my friend. You're going to give me tea and maybe a muffin. You're hospitable. You're generous. You're kind. You're forgiven, Zacchaeus. You're found out, and you're forgiven. And to the sinful woman, he would say to her, you are my servant, hospitable, generous, brave, lover, forgiven much, accepted, and beloved. Have they changed at all? 
Because before these people, and I admire this woman who came to Jesus' feet so much because she didn't give a rip about what all the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the people with money thought. People from two different places, both very rejected. Zacchaeus had money. He probably had many friends to have dinner with. The woman that came to the feet of Jesus did not. She invited herself in with her oil and her beautiful hair and her tears. And she said, I'm here for you. I am here because I love you and I heard you were here and I'm coming to see you. On the other hand, Zacchaeus was afraid and Jesus found him. But in both cases, they both were found out. And Jesus offended both of them. Defended, I'm so sorry. I want to read you something this morning. And recently I was at a women's gathering in Colorado, and I was invited to do this, to deal with things in my life, to deal with my sign, with my critical spirit, with my fear, my rejection, my feeling of not being wanted or loved. So you can close your eyes if you'd like. Just be relaxed. Try to think about just where you are right now. Close your eyes. And picture yourself where I am in this story. I was invited to close my eyes. I pictured myself walking down a path. The path was filled with reminders of the sins I have committed. The people I have hurt, lied to, cheated, judged. And there it was, the junk in my life that I became addicted to. Pornography, lust, food, control, fear. I passed by the lies I had believed. Rejection, poor self-image, failure, pride, worthlessness. I felt weak, as though I couldn't walk any further. I began to feel the fear I had believed in for such a long time start to come around my neck and strangle me. I started to reach for the fear, to pull it away, but I couldn't. I couldn't pull it. It was too strong. I felt my feet sinking into worthlessness and giving up. I tried to shake them free, to kick them off, but they were again too strong. I heard him, and I stopped. I stopped fighting, and I looked ahead of me, and I, I saw nothing, darkness all around me. And again, I heard him calling my name, Kristen, Kristen, let go. Reach out your hand. I was very tired. It took all of my strength to lift my hand from my side. I held it out, knowing in my heart or in my head I wasn't worthy of him. Why would he want to hold my hand? Was this a dream? He said my name again. And this time, with a purity of love in his voice for me, and he called and he said, Kristen, wait a second. This, this couldn't be really Jesus calling out my name? He knew my name? He wanted to touch me? No, I, I really must be dreaming. He came closer, so close that it felt as if we were one, and he reminded me of who I am, his beloved redeemed, delivered, unafraid, confident, and then he said it. He said it, accepted. 
He didn't reject me. He took my hand, and we walked through the junk together. And he didn't let go, and he will never let go. And he is mine, and I am his. And this is my experience of feeling God's love for me. And you may open your eyes. I'm going to invite my friends to the piano and to the guitar, and I want to show you what my sign says now. It says, I am loved, I'm forgiven, I'm accepted, and I'm free. And it's a daily reminder to me that this is who I really am. As I kick off the lies and I get out of bed and I remember that Christ died for me, and he died for you. And I want you to take a few minutes this morning. I told you at the beginning I was going to ask you to do something. I have cut out lots of cardboard, and we have Sharpies and markers, and I would like for you to do what I've done. Maybe this morning you're only at this point, and you only know who you think you are. Or maybe through this you've learned who you really are. And I'd like for you to come up, and I'm going to place these somewhere so we're reminded of who's on our campus, who's in our community, who do we need to pray for. Don't put your name on it. If you want to, you can, but you don't have to. But I want to be able to pray for you so that you can be renewed, so that you can be redeemed, so you can walk in freedom. So I'm going to ask my friends to play, and I'm going to ask for you to come up.
Let's close with prayer. God of love, of acceptance, of such grace that we can hardly comprehend. Give you thanks this morning for Kristen's sharing, for her inspiration, above all for her honesty. I pray that you might help us to receive your love for us, to be able to see ourselves as you see us, to understand ourselves as beloved. We give you thanks for all the beauty and life that you have given to us all around us. Just pray that you might open our eyes to be able to see that beauty, both inside ourselves and in our community and in all of your creation. As we go from this place this morning, Lord, pray that you might fill us with your love and your passion and your joy. Help us to love you with all our mind, our soul, our spirit, and our strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace.